1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for
0: 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: It is the APC podcast. I think, I hope. We're trying technical difficulties, getting this thing started. I'm buried in cables over here, but, uh, you know, we're going to try Packers uh, free agency frenzy or freeze out or I don't know, whatever. We're going to talk about it. I'm Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Follow the show at the APC pod on Twitter. And I am joined, <laughs> hopefully, if our audio is still working, firstly by Alex Patakis out in Brooklyn. How are you, man?
0: Doing well. How are you?
1: I'm okay I got this uh, insider baseball and I got this new board I was so excited to try it out on our our trial balloon show here and all the cool features I bought it for are not working and so I had to take out all the old cables and I'm just a I'm a grumpy producer right now I'm like my clean once my once clean desk is buried in cables but um, I'm here to talk Packers so I feel good about that. If
2: there's a time to try something new I would say this is it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's, anything anything that goes wrong, it's like it didn't really happen. It's the middle of March. Also joining us looking uh, a little bit like a, I don't know, like an extra from Life Aquatic right now, maybe. It's Ben Foldy. How are you?
0: <laughs> Me? I think they wore red hats.
1: I know, but you got a very, uh, it's like a quasi. You also have a hat on. It's true. We both kind of look quasi maritime right now.
0: I uh, if I don't if I don't wear a hat, my hair gets in my eyes because I haven't gotten it cut in more than a year.
1: Man, this hockey hair is choice.
2: I mean, this is so hockey. Like <laughs> you've leaned all the way in. It's impressive. I'm
0: watching hockey again. I uh, I'm I uh, regularly viewing uh, the Montreal Canadiens, and I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Honestly, I'm I'm glad to be back.
2: The look looks really good on you. So I feel like this would almost be. This wouldn't be a fitting meme, but the Sean McVay pick and then, like, how you know how it started and how it's going <laughs> yes. for like the start and the end of the pandemic yes. is, would be very, very fitting for you. Although the beard looks very well kept, I gotta say.
0: I got, well, actually, this is like long for me right now. I gotta trim. <laughs> I love, I love describing how I look to audio listeners.
2: Yeah. Well, how, why do we always fall in this trap? <laughs> All right. All right. Let's. All right. I,
1: I get it. Um, We will. We'll move on before we talk <laughs> Packers. I did want to hit on uh one thing. Um, Cycle for Survival fundraiser is uh, still going on. Uh, Alex, you and your team writing to raise money for Memorial Sloan Kettering and rare cancer research. And um, right now there is a dollar for dollar match through Friday the 26th. So if you've thought about uh, donating before, but you're like, I can only spare $5, you know, that five becomes 10 and every little bit helps. Um, Alex, did I I cover the bases there? Anything you want to add?
2: No, you covered them all. It's going to be really cool. And uh, I, uh, I would say that uh, there's other people floating around on Twitter, uh, on our team who I recently retweeted and I believe pinned to my profile as well. So if you follow me, you can donate to them because, uh, I, I reached the goal, which I was super thankful for, uh to be able to ride in person, which I'm pumped about. So now I want everyone else on the team, uh a number of them have, uh, to also hit that goal. So then we could be at MetLife Stadium uh doing that on the Giants field, which would be cool. Last time I went to MetLife, it was like really bad, shitty, like sleety weather. But the Packers put on a pretty good show. Um and I think that's the only time I've been to MetLife, maybe. So that wasn't week
0: week seventeen against the Jets that one year, was it?
2: No, they played the Giants. When it was like two. It was in twenty nineteen. I think it was in December of nineteen, maybe November of nineteen. It was just like total shit weather, and uh, I want to say Mercedes Lewis might have caught a touchdown in that game no. to bring it full circle now because he's back, <laughs> yeah. baby. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers has first round picks to throw or a first round pick to throw <laughs> touchdowns too uh, to continue that. Fucking narrative. Oh, man.
1: Well, why don't we just uh, get into it with that lovely segue and talk a little uh, cap magic or something? I don't know. I wish I had like a fun sound or like cap magic. But uh, we'll start with the the biggest news that I think um, (laughs) everyone is uh, talking about. So we'll hit the breaking news sounder. And that is, of course, the Packers bring in long snapper Joe Fortunato. Hey!
2: Competition, baby. (laughs) healthy competition.
0: Great name. They found him at MetLife probably. Too. I know, right? I really just <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> I literally I, I have on my little script here in parentheses. I just want to say the name Fortunato.
0: What a name.
1: What a name.
0: <laughs> Wait, so did you say that they, they resign Mercedes Lewis? The only reason I ask is because I just tried to Google that and apparently when you Google Mercedes Lewis, it's nothing but like Lewis Hamilton news for Team Mercedes and F1.
2: Huh? Oh. That makes sense. <laughs> uh no, that 100% happens. Yeah. Uh I, I think Adam Schefter re- re- tweeted that today uh on this this fine Wednesday that we are recording. I uh I want to back up really quick though, Zach. You said the cap magic. I mean, you say this all the time, but I was reading a uh detailed breakdown uh of all the things the Packers have done so far in their cap maneuvering and like it there it, the it's not a real thing, right? Like the salary cap is a total fictitious thing. Like when you read what the Packers have done, like what the fuck?
1: Here's my here's my new here's my new position because I, there's been like a lot of banter back and forth with um with like salary cap Twitter and then the cap is not real Twitter and as ever I kind of fall in the middle where. The cap is real. It is a real number that exists. It's a limit that you have to get under. The cap is real, but it's like made of play doh. And there are so many ways that um, that good contract negotiators, good GMs, can just sort of mold, mold their, uh, you know, their books to to get what they need. And I think, to, to your point, Alex, the the real myth is that teams get rid of players that they really, really want to keep because of the salary cap. If they really, really want to keep you, they're going to find a way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which I just think makes it so silly to sit around and, and um, you know, worry about this. Like, I do you think the Packers at any point, like, they're aware of what they need to do. Do you think they worry? Or do you think they just, like, get to the week of and they're, like, just rearranging their funds, like, you know, just, like, on a fucking app or something? Like, the way when I, like, wake up, my whole paycheck is gone because it's going to all these different places uh on payday i i mean like i just don't see them like worrying about that um to the degree in which we start talking about like all these sacrifices they're gonna have to make i mean lindsley's a sacrifice don't get me wrong but they're otherwise the same team like going into this point in free agency so far um yeah going to the draft really
1: yeah i don't know if the uh if the team at large worries but um ben i know you've got feelings all kinds of way about uh, all kinds of ways about Russ ball, uh I feel like he worries. I feel like he's the one who is like, Oh boy, gotta do this, this or that maneuver got it. like he's the one who wakes up and is like, not necessarily fretting, but like yeah, you know that's that's it's his job
0: I mean, yeah, he gets paid he gets paid to care, so I don't have to right like i I don't really the more I know about the n f l salary cap the the less I know about the n f l salary cap and uh I honestly, like, you know, NHL, hard cap, I get it. It's pretty straightforward. There's a few, like, hanky-pankies that you can pull, but even then they started kind of cutting down on that a few years ago. Um, You know, this year it's a little complicated because you can, like, put guys on a COVID taxi squad and save their salary. But, like, I much prefer that to the NFL because I can never figure out what the hell is going on in the NFL.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, so this new thing cropped up, I guess it's not new, but like void years are a thing that's happening in the NFL where it's just like this extra mechanism to keep certain money off the books. I don't understand how it works. My understanding is it's been happening, but I just only heard about it this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was what was confusing. And one of the things they did, right. Cause didn't they just like convert some salary into a void year, which is like, it's basically just stretching out like the value of a contract an extra year that isn't real I, I mean I don't know I'm not going to pretend to know and like Ben said I, I probably shouldn't even pretend to care um, <laughs> you know I mean it's know.
0: almost like it's like professional wrestling right like it's like it's almost like a it's like a sort of a it, I guess there's a drama there I do like the concept of void years though I, I, I think my 20s
1: <laughs> you got a void decade <laughs> We're just gonna take a mulligan there. Take that one off the record. Well, all this is leading up to the uh, the Aaron Jones signing, and we're a little bit uh, day late and a dollar short here to talk about this. But um, I don't know. I, there's like all kinds of takes out there about why signing Aaron Jones, why signing a running back like this is a is a poor idea. I am personally just like I'm in the camp of at this point in my football watching career. I like. Aaron Jones. I like watching him play. He makes the team better. I like that. I get to watch him be a Packer for another year and I don't have to pretend to care about the salary cap and his cap number is only like four and a half million anyway. So Russ ball to the rescue. I,
0: I, I think this is likely a fine deal for a number of reasons. One, a lot of the kind of don't pay running back, you know, flag, you know, the, the kind of, uh, 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 why am I so bad at thinking of words? um,
1: what are you, a journalist? <laughs>
0: yeah, the, 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 the kind of like stereotypical cases of don't pay running backs going badly. You know, a lot of those guys have a lot more tread on the tire, less tread on the tire. Um, you know, Jones had his snaps controlled pretty well by Mike McCarthy. It's much to the frustration of literally everybody. Um, and so he's got a lot. Yeah, he's got a lot less touches. Um it's effectively a two-year deal, and that's fine. Um, yeah. You know, I think if you look at from a scheme fit, right? Like if you look at the year that Lafleur was uh, OC in Tennessee, and you have Deion Lewis and, and Derek Henry, that's a pretty. It seems like a pretty reasonable comp for um, Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dillon now. AJ. I mean, and that, and they, I think they each put up more than a thousand yards rushing, if I'm not wrong. Um, they definitely, they did big numbers and that was like with, you know, Corey Davis as your number one ride receiver, like bad Corey Davis and, and, um, uh, bad Mariota as your quarterback. Um, so, you know, I think scheme wise, it's a good fit. Money wise it seems pretty decent, all things considered. And I think ultimately Aaron Jones is has more to offer still in his career than um, you know, someone like Todd Gurley or something like that. Yeah. And the other thing is that the the, the flip side of the running backs don't matter argument is even if he does
2: get hurt and doesn't live up to it, like running backs don't matter. Put someone else in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. I you know what's interesting though, that that, that you made me just think of is like um you were talking about the mismanagement with McCarthy cuz I feel like we dedicated probably a number of shows to talking about why isn't Aaron Jones used more but oh, yeah. given like how great Matt LaFleur has been and that coaching staff has been on the offensive side of the ball like do, are they operating with the foresight that they they likely want to bring Aaron Jones back and thus that's why for the past two years like Jamal Williams has had so much usage cuz like I feel you know what I mean like I, Do franchises make decisions like that? They're like, we're going to keep one. So for the next two years, while they're both under really similar contracts, we're just going to use them equally and let one of them prove it. And he'll just have that much less wear and tear on him. Like when, when it comes to getting rid of the other one, you know? I I think Jamal Williams was legitimately good.
0: Like, I don't, I don't think it was a, a case of, you know, run out the disposable body. I think, I think they were really complimentary in a lot of good ways.
2: Right, but it was just basically just like prove one of them prove it, and the worst thing that can happen is like we could only keep you know what I mean. Like the worst thing that happens is the other one who wasn't quite as good, just you know took some reps and some hits.
0: I mean Jamal was drafted before Aaron, right? That year they've they've taken a shot on somebody pretty much every year at, at running back. They they've got a steady churn of bodies. I mean Dexter Williams is still hanging around somewhere, isn't he?
1: <laughs> somewhere quick trip
2: (laughs) so if for the next two years or even year Aaron Jones just get on these reps and then like AJ Dillon we're like we come to this realization like oh shit he's good and then he gets to his second contract and he gets a second contract with the Packers, and it's because he's not just like being fed the ball all the time as you would expect a guy drafted in his position you know at his position in that draft position probably would be like I'm fucking cool with that, you know. Like,
0: I still think Aaron D- a- AJ Dillon is good. Um, I'm not sure it was the best use of draft capital, but I I still am out, like on Team AJ. Yeah,
2: and I'm and I'm fully on Zach's team of just like glad to have Aaron Jones on the on the Packers still. And it doesn't really feel like it's something that prevented them from doing things they want to do elsewhere. I mean, if anything, I would point to a couple of other signings. Like, if we're really going to get into like who's worthy of taking up cap space on this team i'd point to some other signings and be like way more pissed off about those regardless of the value yeah. of the position or not
1: yeah and we'll we will get there but i think that uh zadarius smith restructuring and maybe another move or two made the aaron jones signing kind of like a just a flat a flat deal in terms of uh of of uh cap real estate you mean preston
0: smith
2: right
1: uh, they both, I think well, they both, both did. Yeah, they're both. I think they're they're they both, both restructured.
2: Man, I'm out of it. Yeah, they're both back, <laughs> man. Russ Ball, just doing shit.
0: <laughs> Props too to Aaron for waiting for them to sign a new TV deal before he made any, uh, money decisions.
1: Just so he could use that as leverage? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I
0: mean, like, why would you, why would you, you know, I almost felt bad for Aaron Jones that, uh. He, he signed this deal and then, you know, there's this very clear signal that the cap is going to be just fine over the next bunch of years.
1: Yeah. I want to, uh, hit on the TV deal at the, uh, at the end of this, cause that is, uh, interesting and annoying. I think it's a thing football fans can be <laughs> annoyed, annoyed about. Um, but, uh, really quickly, Jamal Williams out, he goes to the lions. Uh, Alex, you mentioned, um, just the idea of like excited to watch certain players like Jamal Williams is uh, just a guy. It's so easy to root for. So I, I wish him well. But uh, the Lions man, I don't know. No. Friend
0: of the pod. Remember
1: friend of pod. He came on and uh, we were he, he came on um, after he was drafted before he had played it down and was his normal goofy self and come to find out that that's just who who he is. Love that guy, man. What an A plus goof. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i should i should hit him up i should uh i should tell him what's good in detroit do it <laughs> i think i still have him on skype
1: uh i think i do too anyway humble brag Corey lindsley is out as we uh alluded to i think to the chargers i think for something like 12 million dollars a year alex what's your this is a this is a this is a minus for the packers though right
2: yeah it is he's really good and they're like you know he's I don't know, is I guess like a really pleasant surprise for this offensive line. But I get it's I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me, man, because if we're going to talk about like positional value as a reason why people might be upset about Aaron Jones, then they're crying about Corey Lindsley going. It's like, well, do centers fucking matter that much? Like the Packers have basically. I, I just feel like that's a position that they kind of like inside linebacker where they're like fine having an expendable guy there if they're okay everywhere else. And I think Lindsley was, like, a really pleasant surprise. But I'm not going to be – I mean, dude, how many times have we talked about, like, the how much they've transitioned the interior of their offensive line and somehow, like, gotten better, you know, yeah. with, like, with not that much investment, with not, you know, crazy household names that are supposed to come in and be, like, starters day one. They figure out a way, you know.
1: We're lucky as Packers fans, uh, with rare exception over the last, like, frankly 15 years to just watch an offensive line again with rare exception that's just keeps keeps being good
2: yeah i mean i guess if we were right re- rewinding a number of years i thought i'd maybe miss jc treader i don't even know who he plays for anymore is he still in the Browns? like I, you know what i mean i just yeah I don't, I don't know um it sucks to see him go you know the Packers' O line decisions have almost always been correct,
0: right? The guys that they think can get on the field usually do get on the field, um, and they usually can play when they get on the field. Um, you know, they've they've I've never they've never made it. You know, you can make just dis- you can look at Micah Hyde, you can look at um, Casey Hayward. You know, there's those decisions. There's positions where they seem to give people up who still have something to offer, and O line does not seem to be one of those. And, and they usually are pretty good at knowing who's ready to step in. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm ready to give them the benefit of the doubt after two decades of pretty dominant o play for the most part.
1: Yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, benefit of the doubt, are <laughs> are we going to give Ke- Kevin King, are we going to give Kevin King the benefit of the doubt <laughs> as we move?
2: Well, this one I guess would be the only one where I feel like it would be worth getting riled up. Right. It was Kevin King is like, I just I guess I just can't point to one single reason why they feel like there is enough upside to bring him back. And maybe it's just like ah oh, the price isn't that high. But like when you bring him back on that deal and he comes in given the rest of your roster, I know we still have a draft that is, you know, needs to take place, but like it feels like to me they're expecting him to be a starter. And I guess what I'm wondering is why? <laughs> You know, like, like, what about him? Uh, What about his injury history? What about, you know, his significant drop off from 19 to 20? um, When I guess allegedly he would have been healthier. Um, And what about the way that your season ended? Just getting him just being abused by speed. Um, made you feel like that's the guy you, you should put opposite of Jair Alexander. I just can't.
1: I you know. you're uh, you're right in tune too with uh, the social media team at uh, at Acme Packing Company. Um, at Acme Packing Co. on Twitter the other day, uh, ran a poll. So Kevin King is back. What was your initial response? The two options were all for it, and just one question: why?
2: Oh, really? I actually missed <laughs> that, but that's hilarious because that's like
1: sixty five percent say why.
2: There's nothing else to say other than that. You know, I really wanted him to succeed. He was an exciting draft pick. He was the first pick of that draft. 6'3", what, like 210 frame? Like, that's like, you know, sign me up for that shit. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, a couple like legit injuries later and just getting completely exposed. Um, I feel like, yeah, man, that that is such a weak link in that secondary. And also yeah. he's not like third corner material, right? Like if we're trying to typecast. So even if you feel like they go into the draft looking for another guy, um, like then when does Kevin King sin- see the field if he's not going to be the boundary corner? You know what I mean? I,
1: I kind of put it to the blog to, um, to everyone at the blog to kind of describe Kevin King. And, and a friend of show, our buddy John Muirdink, uh told me my two cents is this. He's wildly inconsistent and being a high variance player at a position where basically any variance gets you killed is very bad. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they just think they saw the the worst of him and uh, they can deal. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, they can't obviously they lost. Yeah, they lost.
1: I mean, I, sometimes I, I fall on the side of like, maybe I'm just not smart enough. Uh, about football to have a, a, an opinion here, but I see nothing in the, uh, the Packers blogosphere and, and Twitter sphere other than people being, uh, not happy about that. <laughs> well,
2: well, I
0: mean, the other thing is, is it, well, I, I was about to say something stupid. No, I'm going to say something stupid. I mean,
1: do it stupid, stupid.
0: <laughs> why, why, why can't we have Tony Brown? Like I miss, I miss Tony Brown and I want Tony Brown back.
2: <laughs> over, over. Kevin King. Did Richard oh, Sir- Sherman sign anywhere yet? Does anyone know? Sorry to put like people on the spot when we're clearly like have have been scrambling for audio because I, I I believe like as of yesterday he was still unsigned. Um, do we think Kevin King is better than like the last year or two of Richard Sherman? Even old Richard Sherman. Well, I, I was gonna
0: say is that is that is that like. You know the thing that everybody said about Kevin King for a while I was like, "Oh, if he really grows into it, he could be Richard Sherman." Um, and it's kind of like, "Well, you could have just had Richard Sherman."
1: <laughs> as of as of six thirty p.m. Mountain Time on uh, uh, this Wednesday, he is not signed anywhere.
2: Like that to me is one of those things. And again, I know that like sometimes the obvious thing, like I'm with you, Zach. Part of me is like they're seeing something, and then like they they have to like we all have to be wrong because it's not that easy, right? Like it can't be that obvious that this is a bad move. But Richard Sherman feels like such an obviously right move. I mean, the guy is like probably desperate to go somewhere that's a Super Bowl contender to just like get one on the way out. Um, a huge locker room ad, I would assume, and would come into a secondary full of young guys who are really fucking good, you know, like yeah. it, that, that lost Tremont Williams, that lost really like any significant veteran presence uh, that you would lean on. And I just feel like they're easy to compare and I get you their contract length and price will probably be the same. Um, it just makes you wonder. And you're just like, Oh upside, but like, okay, what's the upside? Kevin King gets another contract after that. I really find that hard to believe. A
1: lot of Packers fans really hate Richard Sherman, but I, uh, um, ever since that, uh, that post game on field interview, uh, where he tore into Michael Crabtree, like a pro wrestler, I have been pro. Richard Sherman.
0: <laughs> and I also, I love that he represents himself maybe cause I don't have to negotiate with him, but I just think that's cool. <laughs> uh, we're
1: running out of names here on the list. Mercedes Lewis is, I guess is the the last name on my list here. Um, a two year deal worth $8 million, a nice chunk of change for um, uh, Alex, your point just a moment ago, a good locker room guy um, who is also still a really Formidable blocking tight end, Alex. You mentioned uh, Mercedes earlier in the show. Glad to have him back.
2: Sure, uh, it's an expensive. <laughs> Why not? Um, expensive gesture for Aaron Rodgers, I guess. But
1: uh, is that all you think it is?
2: Uh, no, because I don't think teams really operate that way. I think Rodgers is probably happy about it. He seems to like you know speak about Mercedes Lewis in glowing terms. He also started to get used a little bit, like Lewis in even in the passing game and you know, I, the, the the tight end room was as vibey as it's been in a long time last year. So I'm fine. If you want to kind of go into next year with some continuity there. Um,
1: I like to your point that, that he did start to get used down the stretch. And I like the idea of, of just using him like in the passing game, like going to him 10 to 15% more than the other team thinks that you will or should such that they adjust and then you can just hit, you know, big fucking Bob for 15 touchdown.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy you use because no one expects you to hundred percent. Like, you know, kind of, it's like the less obvious version of when the offensive lineman or reports as eligible, like down near the goal line. And then they try to throw him a (laughs) touchdown pass. It's kind of like that.
1: Uh big man with football. I love it. That's uh it's all the names that I got on the list, but I did, I wrote down, Ben, as you mentioned that the TV deal, I did want to touch on that really quickly because it was like over a hundred, was it a hundred billion, over a hundred billion dollars. Like it's more like, than
0: that. I think it's like 115 billion,
1: a hundred. Yeah. It's, it's well over a hundred billion dollar uh, TV deal uh, with all, all the networks and such and, 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 and blah, blah blah. and then you got um uh, Roger Goodell coming out and talking about how this is like this is a great thing for fans and it's gonna give fans like expanded access. And I was looking through the deal and all I see is more exclusive shit. So like Amazon has an exclusive it's like Thursday night football exclusive. There's all these different exclusives. Everything's like becoming more and more exclusive. And all I want to do, all I've ever wanted to do is give one entity a bunch of money to watch all the games. and I can't. You just can't. There's, is, there's is no way you can do it, and this deal actually makes that worse, in my mind, because it's just we're just going to add like two or three other services, platforms, or networks that are going to get some one or many exclusive games. And it's like, I just can't. I just give the NFL like four hundred dollars, and then I can watch whatever I want.
0: Why not? I think you can largely do that, kind of with. Can't no, you? With but there's a Sunday but there's,
1: ticket. No, there's still as someone who is has wrestled with this demon for years there's still things that you can't see
0: yeah the blackouts are dumb yeah i mean look everything about the nfl is gross right um (laughs) the uh yep yep. uh, to me this all goes back i mean the the the, the first moment i think i was in high school when espn got monday night football and that to me seemed like such an anti-democratic move for people who didn't have cable at home like myself
1: i was so appalled
0: I just realized that the NFL doesn't give a shit about me.
1: I remember thinking like the people deserve network (laughs) game. What is this cable bullshit?
0: For a league that talks about, you know, never shuts up about how important it is to America. It makes it really obnoxiously (laughs) difficult
1: to watch. Oh my God. That's a great point. I mean,
0: look, I mean, I don't, I can't like disparage any companies, you know, by dint of my job, probably I shouldn't, but um, you know, I don't really want to support companies that are driving libraries out of business. And, uh, I don't, and I especially don't want to do that by giving money to the NFL. So, um, that's all I got to say about that.
1: Yeah. I don't know, Alex, you got any, uh, you got any hot takes on the TV deal?
2: No, man,
0: (laughs) I really don't. (laughs) It's interesting that Monday night games can be flexed.
1: That was interesting. Yeah, that's. I think that's a plus because you know every year you get these uh, end of the year you get these stinkers. We're like, really, we got to watch like the Eagles again with like a third string quarterback or or whatever it is. Some team that like just ended up. They thought like th- we thought we'd give them a bunch of primetime games. Turns out they suck. Or you know, <laughs> and you know, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I'm also I'm, I'm into I'm into watching uh, Nickelodeon games. I want
2: to watch some Nickelodeon games.
1: Slime Zone, baby, get in the slime zone. <laughs>
2: How happy do you think ESPN was that all those shitty uh, NFC East games that they got last year were actually somehow still like for first place? <laughs> it's like the worst game of the week, but they're like uh, like leading Sports Center, like the six o'clock on Monday Sports Center. They're like. A battle for first playoffs giants in Washington between the four and eleven <laughs> Eagles and the three and whatever Washington I mean, Jesus. Oh
1: my god. It's like a yeah, it's like a Simpsons joke or something.
0: Yeah. Um is Washington just rolling with the name too? Yeah. I
1: think they I think they are, yeah. Good yeah. for them. I think they, they said they were gonna maybe give it like one more year and then make a call. I think they should just call it now, man. Football team. It's fine. Uniforms look cool, just go with it. It's the best thing they've done in decades. <laughs> That's my hot take. That's probably the hottest take on the show. Best thing they've done in decades. I think um, we should just wrap up because Alex was like, let's be done in a half hour. And we've been having computer problems for like 90 minutes. So what do you guys think?
0: I'm in. <laughs> in.
1: All right. Um, yeah. Just going to hit the poker. Thanks, everyone, for uh, listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks uh, to Ben for his hockey hair. Thanks to uh, Alex for soldiering longer than he intended to. Thanks to um, the company that made this new mixer that doesn't work as uh, advertised. <laughs> cool. Thanks to
2: people who donated to uh, our, our little Cycle for Survival thing. It's been really cool seeing that.
1: Yes, what you can still do. Cycle for Survival, the link is in... Uh, uh, our Twitter at the APC Pod on Twitter in our link tree, at Alex Patakis as well. Uh, if you're listening to this before Friday, donation match, please do it. We will uh, we'll be back next week with an hour of Andy Dalton takes. No, I don't know. We'll just, it's the off season. We're letting our hockey hair grow. It's a pandemic. We're trying people. News will happen, and uh, we'll try to get the gang together. <laughs> And that's it. That's the best we can do. Go Packers. Thanks for listening. That's it. We're just going to vamp out on the polka, Bobbing up and down. All right, now we're done.